0: All right, guys. You know what? You want to join the Sin Club? This is this is how you do this. You need to get on Patreon and go to patreon.com slash CinemaSins because you can get stuff early. You can get uh, you know, you can get videos early, you can get podcasts early. There's even some tiers where you can get a bonus video that nobody else gets to see. There's uh, two bonus podcasts. Uh like recently, what did we do? We did uh, Overlord for a, for a Sins video. Uh, we did a couple of podcasts question was, uh, asked what movie from your childhood could you not watch again? Uh, so on and so forth on cinema Sins, we, uh, answered questions that, uh, had been lingering and we went ahead and a- asked, uh, answered those and everything. So get on, get on our Patreon and take a look at the tiers and see what's, what's, uh, what's best for you. These are just sort of our thank you to, uh, all of our members and everything that we're, we're, uh, giving this extra content and um there's even stuff like uh you can choose uh, podcast topics you can uh, get discounts on merch uh we give you some handwritten notes there's uh uh, there's some uh, discounts on fan events uh there's all sorts of little things that you can you can get into uh uh, from membership so so go to patreon.com slash cinemasins and check it out
1: yeah, exactly. Some the the owner. It's kind of like the social network meets casino. You know, it's just it's about the <laughs> computer nerd with no friends.
0: <laughs> Welcome to SinCast, presented by Cinema Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins from CinemaSins. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. It is Director Robin Trunt. I hope I'm getting that right. <laughs> or he robin trunked. I'll try to get it. I'll I, will, I probably got it right beforehand and then I messed it up now. But anyway, <laughs> director of The Silencing, which is uh, if I'm is, I, is it August 14th?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: August, August 14th, it comes out. Um, and uh, it is uh, it is a mystery uh, uh, starring Nikolai Koster Waldo and uh, Annabelle Wallace, and um, and uh, so. Before this movie, you did a movie called The Ardennes.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. That's a movie and I've
0: uh, and uh, I I watched that movie and it was it was really good. Uh, uh, what was your experience like on that?
1: That was great. You know, it was my first feature, and um, I just I mean i i i had the I had the luck of like getting out of film school and immediately started working on my first feature because the actors from my short film they. Uh, they already had like an idea for a movie and they wanted me to do that so it was just i had to you know i didn't have to do all the shitty jobs that you have to do after you graduate you know and,
2: <laughs> wow that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that's awesome
1: yeah yeah so it was a great experience you know because i shot the movie and then um i i started editing and then somebody saw it cut and it was um they they had it in competition for Toronto and then it was uh also opening the big film festival here that we have in Belgium. So all this crazy stuff was happening while I was still like in the editing room, you know, I just it was just a crazy <laughs> year for
2: Oh. Me. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a great problem to have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was I was well, it's it's fun, you know, like working on a movie and you know, and, and just already knowing that there's kind of a future for it. That's a nice feeling to have.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um. are and uh. It looks like uh, the writer of that movie is also the star in the yeah, of that exactly, movie too.
1: Exactly. So that's the so that was the actor that starred in my short films and he, he actually wrote a play, and directed a play like ten years before. And the producer of Bullhead, another Belgian movie, wanted to turn that movie into uh, turn that play into a movie. And that's when they found me to direct it. And then I wrote the script together with the actor.
0: Yeah, you guys must have just felt like uh everything was just a whirlwind at that point to to just be able to make a movie and suddenly, you know, you're you, you know, you got you got all this attention and everything. Yeah. It's it, you must have not felt uh, real at times.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's when you start out, when you go to film school, you have this dream, you know, you want to make movies, but it seems also kind of a little bit unrealistic. You have to convince yourself that it's possible that you will be a film director and, you know, and so, when it finally happens, you know it 's a lifelong dream that 's happened, so it's it's all it's a it 's a relief, but it 's also a point in your life for like all right, what next you know so it, it's it, you always have the idea that in this life that you know if I reach that in my if I complete that goal in my life then i 'll be done you know but it 's always you come on to the next goal and you 're kind of never satisfied so yeah
0: yeah um it it was also kind of cool too uh um i've been seeing a lot of uh like n- new foreign language films and everything uh mainly because we have uh um uh a uh, we have a uh, a thing with Mubi and uh and we I saw an actor in there that I had seen from a movie called Borgman yeah, in yeah. there uh his name I and I can't pronounce his name it's Jan Bavut. yes yes yeah. he's terrific i was it was fun seeing him uh again after after that i was like i know i've seen this guy before i just can't remember <laughs> the name of it and everything and uh but uh yeah um but just, yeah I, that's a yeah that's a terrific movie uh, everybody should uh, go out and uh, check out the arden if they if they can um uh this uh new movie called the silencing is a is a mystery um and uh i, I was wondering like you, now you you're not credited on the script or anything but uh, I was wondering how you approach a mystery like what's do you have a conclusion in mind and you try to get to get the details to the get to the conclusion or what's the process of of making a mystery on film
1: well if I'm doing the writing myself as I did not in on, on this on this film but if I do the writing myself most of the time i just and this annoys my uh, co-screenwriters because mm-hmm. I come up with an idea for an end or a scene that said, so, oh, this would be great. But then I have to find like, a logical way to get there. And
0: Right. Well,
1: <laughs> so, uh, most of the time I work the other way around. You know, I come up with a twist that, possibly does not make sense at all and then I start working my way back and see if I can if I can make it out of there, you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds almost like it's uh it sounds fun almost uh, to to do that like I want this right. I want this really bad but uh but uh now I'm going to have to you know you have to you have to figure out that that weird logic to get to it and everything um yeah. uh but uh it uh, there this this movie sort of takes on a uh you know it you know you'll you see the the location now i'm not sure where you shot this where did you shoot this
1: we shot this in sudbury canada
0: oh yeah okay yeah um uh, is it, it and i i'm not sure i caught that in the movie is it set in canada
1: no it's it's very vaguely set in minnesota okay the writer is from minnesota but one of the first things that i that i did you know was I would. I wanted to take a little bit out of that context because Minnesota is so much tied to uh, the Coen brothers for me, right. and I mm-hmm. felt like if I start off with this big sign that says Minnesota, I don't know. It kind of. It already the movie gets like a certain stamp on it. So I just. I just wanted to have this small town America feel about it. But if you look really close to the cars, you'll see like Minnesota plates and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that was something I neglected to do unfortunately. Yeah. I was like I I meant to do it and I just never got around to it, but uh the uh that was it's funny you you don't put the big huge Minnesota sign there, but I still was thinking Fargo during this whole thing. Uh yeah, mainly yeah. just because of the setting and the, you know, the cold weather. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's cold and but you know, you also have other movies out there that have that have sort yeah. of gone over this like Wind River. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and uh you know the that those those are equal those sort of come to mind, but um is that is that what the setting was in the script, or did you or did you feel like this is this is a cold setting movie or whatever well
1: I tend to make very bleak films, you know, so it was always like <laughs> I, I yeah, so I was happy with i mean I enjoyed Sudbury a lot, but it's not. It's not a very uplifting mood when you walk there, you know it's especially the city center I mean the place is great you know but it's it's it has this cold bleak uh vibe to it a lot and there's some great places as well but it, I really I really like the vibe of the town you know so because there's a lot of industry over there which I really liked so um that was definitely important for me but the weather no because honestly that drove me a little bit crazy when I was in Sudbury it was like it was packed with snow really packed like i i mean I'm I've never seen anything like it, and so we mm. had all the location scouts while it was like just freezing, like minus uh, yeah, um, I, I do Celsius minus twenty one or something like that, and nobody could tell me when the snow would go. So I had no idea <laughs> if I was going to shoot the movie in the snow or not, which is, I mean, changes everything, of course, you know. Yeah. So it was very, uh, yeah, it was very. Um, uh discomforting for me like how uh, because visually uh, like it changes so much when you're going to shoot in snow or not and then also the weather really changes during the day it's like four seasons in a day really like in the beginning it was so cold and in the end i had to wear like a mosquito suit i kind of looked like the villain <laughs> in the movie just to get the mosquitoes off of me You know, it was crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I-, I love the setting though um This movie was obviously, it gave, gave me, I'm a huge film noir guy. And so this gave me obviously some, you know, some Mm -hmm. film noir vibes too. And I'm always excited when I see a film like that and it's not set in New York or LA, um, because it's always really cool just to see like that type of story, but in a completely different environment, Mm -hmm. um, than the, than the average one would be. So yeah, it was was very cool. Right.
0: Um, what what drew you to this script uh how were how are you uh you know how were you brought on to this project
1: um well a f- uh a friend of mine a producer a producer sent me this well not a producer somebody who financed this movie sent me the script and he said it would be might be something for me because i've been reading a lot of scripts since the ardennes and i really like connected with this one of course because of the character because a lot of scripts have like the just the good guy who loses his daughter, but this was like a, an anti-hero, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that, I, that I just yeah I really connected with. And then of course even like the people who are expected to do good do bad stuff in this movie, so it was very morally ambiguous, which I liked. And then of course you had like the setting and and yeah all that kind of stuff drew me in. And it also I like these kind of mysteries where it keeps you guessing the whole time because you want to you keep on. a... It's very good to to create like character development within a setting of wanting to know the mystery because then you I'm always kind of more my attention span is bigger when I want to know what's what you know in a movie, so that's what I liked about this as well
2: is is it challenging though like as far as you know Chris was talking asking about just filming a mystery but kind of going off that, is it challenging when you you're kind of forced to have to set up these other suspects and red herrings and maybe other yeah. Like subplots that'll lead us down a different path.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's I mean, it's mostly challenging for the screenwriter. You know, I just
2: you know, oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely, because it's always you know, you know you have to create a mystery. You have to create all these red herrings, but the, the audience doesn't want to feel cheated in the end, so they have to make mm-hmm. sense and all that stuff. Of course, yeah, it's very challenging.
2: And it, it's got it's got to be fair to the audience. Like they have to feel like they can guess along with you. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, I would think in a book, like, I'm not that writing a book's easy, but in a book, at least, like a mystery novel, you can just, you know, those Agatha Christie novels, there's freaking like 27 suspects, and they can each have their own backstory, and, you know, it would be... You can't really it's hard to do that in a movie so you 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 definitely pulled that off which was very impressive.
0: Yeah, this is the uh this is the first uh, movie I've seen uh, Nicholas Co- Coster Waldo in a lo- in a while. I had seen him in other things other than Game of Thrones, but this is a different kind of role for me. I'm sure he's played roles like this before, but maybe he hasn't. I don't I don't know what uh how how did you get in touch with him on this? What was the casting like? uh
1: he was already attached to the film so that i mean he, i, I ha- he had to cast me and i didn't have to cast him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> so uh, yeah um so he was already attached he was the star of the movie and so we got to uh, we went on a Skype and we just had some conversations we got the conversation going and then uh i was very happy that he was uh not thinking i was a complete idiot so uh, <laughs> so and then it's it, always that's yeah. always
0: fascinating to me. Just the i that, that, uh, how did, how did people come together? And I think this is the first time I've actually, uh, I've actually talked to somebody where the director had to be accepted by the actor, uh, in, in this situation. And, uh, one day it know. will change. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again.
1: One day it will change. It will change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, absolutely. I mean,
1: it was, it was. I mean, it wasn't really like a casting. Like he has to feel comfortable with the people he's working with. So it was just like I think he talked to some other people as well, you know. It just, but it was just, yeah, he's a very down-to-earth, very smart guy. So, yeah.
0: Was uh, was Annabelle Wallace also uh, already attached?
1: No, so we still had to cast a female lead. So that way, we went after that. So after we, I was attached. I, I was. Um, given the task of doing the other casting so
2: and that, oh okay yeah, yeah. You, you, got a, you got a really cool cast together because on top of Annabelle you got a, you know Zan is it Zan or Zahn
1: Zahn I think but don't don't quote me on that <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no that's going to be like the that's going to be the pull quote from this this episode Um, no but he you know he was obviously a, I'd seen him in Dr. Sleep yeah um, which, which actually really worked to your advantage in a way that um might have been unexpected because obviously you were already filming this or had already been done filming this when Dr. Sleep came out. But um, I don't want to get spoiler obviously. And then uh, Melanie S- uh, Scrifano.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, I just randomly started watching Winona Earp uh, like two or three days ago. And uh, and then I popped in this movie and I was like, oh, hey, I know her. <laughs> she's she's very talented.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was uh, great. You know, yeah. all these experienced actors. Like it was, I mean, for me – such a joy to work with these people you know because like in belgium we don't really have an industry so most of the actors we work with they come from theater and and so basically for them it's it's kind of exciting to have a camera pointed at them and you know it's it's <laughs> most of the time new for them and, I, and I, have to, I have to work with these vets you know like Nikolai. It's like, all right, we're gonna shoot the action scene. All right, uh, and I was like, we're talking about it, yeah. Let's go from this way and that way. And it's like, all right. I think you have to point the camera here, and then I was like, all right, you're right because, like, he's done so many action scenes. You know, it's great. So it was just you can have a conversation with the actor even about the, all the technical stuff. You know, which is great. You know, he really knows where the camera is, and yeah. it's just like a like a sixth sense for that. You
2: know, just, he was excited. He didn't have to hold a broadsword.
1: Yeah, and I, and that he had yeah. hands and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, there's uh, there's one other nerdy uh, quote unquote casting in here too, and that's Hero finds Tiffin, who mm-hmm. plays Tom Riddle in the uh, yes. Harry Potter movies towards the <laughs> towards the end of that series. So there's a there's a, a lot of it's it's really fun watching uh, actors who you last saw as children. <laughs> uh suddenly in these big adult roles and everything it's always fun and, and he's a major part of this movie too yeah
1: yeah definitely yeah i was so i mean I'm, i was really happy for him and with him because i think for him to, to have like this because he was he's the big star of this movie called after where he i i assume uh yeah no i, I like he plays his uh is the he's the romantic lead in the in the all the old movies you know and 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 I've seen him in, in some TV stuff and then just to play this part, you know, which is so far from all the other stuff that he did, you know, so it was really cool for him. And I, I think he's really, really great in this movie.
0: Jonathan, do you have, do you have, uh, well, another?
2: I was going to, um, you had mentioned something about you like to, you like to make bleak movies. And, um, I, I thought it was when you said that I was just reminded of the, I guess this isn't really spoilery since this is the opening of the movie, but I mean, the movie essentially opens on a dead body, right? Um, yes is that like and i know that's probably in the, i don't know if that was in the screenplay as well but just from the writer and director working on that is that a challenge like going from such a such a dire opening like that because i mean you can't really just cut to like a kid's birthday party right like you're kind of you're kind of setting everything up like this yeah. is what this movie is about right it's about death and loss and you know yeah the um,
1: uh, the opening scene is something that um well i can tell you guys this it it was always supposed to open with like this huge action scene but i Mm -hmm. I, but but it was like i'm I'm talking about like a chase scene but i felt like the movie should open a little bit more subtle and also i saw this beautiful because i was doing the location scouts in um in canada and i saw this beautiful waterfall and i just had to put it into the movie and then i started having this idea about just the floating body into the waterfall and then uh, I talked to the writer about it, and then we started developing the scene.
2: Oh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys decided to do it that way. That <laughs> yeah. that was very effective.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was also very challenging, you know, because the the body is not CGI; it's a real body. So mm-hmm. we had to like ha- pull it through the waterfall, but that thing was crazy, you know, it was just like, it was really some, like the, the, the far cousin of uh, Niagara Falls or something like a water, just plow, get like, and just to have the body <laughs> go through the water. And then you have to recoup the body and put it through the waterfall again. You have to reset everything. It's just like, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was pretty crazy. That scene.
0: What is the editing process on a movie like this? Like, were there things where you were like, I don't know if this is working or uh you you cut something for time but then you realize there might have been some detail that was in there yeah. that you needed to put back in
1: well i think every i mean I, I will say yes but i assume scorsese or christopher nolan will say the same you know it's always like that you know it's just mm-hmm. thinking like this doesn't work or that doesn't work or maybe put this thing here uh and even with the red herrings yeah you know like how much information do we want to give the audience and it's something that you don't really know unless you show it to people you know because we I see the movie 70, 80, 90, 100 times in the edits. Right. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of stuff that you don't know if it works because, you know, it's just, you want to create this mystery, but you also don't want to bore the audience. So it's always walking in a fine line. And also what was particularly challenging with this movie, I think was kind of the geography of the whole thing. Because the forest, like, where are they right now? And how far is the cabin from from the woods and all that stuff? So we had uh, within the timelines of the movie, you know, just stuff like how for for how long are they walking? Are they walking for two hours or are they walking for eight hours? So that's something you have to take into account because you you're cutting in with these parallel uh, storylines where you see somebody driving and she just got off from another scene, but you see the other guys walking into the forest and like what is the timeline? So that was that was a, that was something difficult that we have to work with.
2: Yeah. Uh Just going off that though, that was interesting. You, you made the comment. I mean, obviously, this movie is you. You definitely succeeded, and this is not boring at all. This is actually very exciting. From you know, from the moment you see the dead body till it ends. I mean, it seems like it's nonstop. There's that great moment. Like I said, it's hard to do this without yeah. giving away anything, and I don't want to. Obviously, we're not going to do that. But um, there's a moment, I guess, maybe halfway through where they're at um, his uh, Nikolai's cabin oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Annabelle Wallace shows up that scene. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where you set up a lot of interesting character moments where yeah. like, I mean, like that's where it kind of started feeling like film noir to me because yeah, yeah, exactly. people have to make these decisions that,
1: yeah, that um, kind of go
2: against who they are, but they feel, but they, they believe they're helping somebody else is that i'm trying to is that no, i'm trying yeah, to sure,
1: sure. trying yeah. to walk
2: around this without saying anything
1: yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the uh, the scenes that really like, l- l- really lured me into it you know because mm-hmm. wow this is something that you don't expect in, in this kind of you know this in these kind of movies you know like, yeah. the tables turn or some at some point and it's re- and it's really interesting and also it was a very intense scene to shoot you know because it just everything happens in a blip and you have to make it work. So, um, but it's definitely, yeah, that's, like I said, you know, the morally ambiguous uh, um, layer of this movie is something that really drew me in Especially particularly that scene, you know, it was just, yeah, it was great, you know, shooting that scene.
2: And it, it seemed like um, Annabelle Wallace specifically in that scene and, and for the rest of the movie, I mean, she she kind of had to do some, I don't know, I would think that performance would have been, been kind of tough um, just... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you know the, way, the the emotions that she has to kind of display, and at the same time, obviously those you know you're in that kind of film noir type scenario, so they're not really supposed to show emotions. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, but me and Annabelle, we always talked about the character that she does mm-hmm. everything for the for the love of her brother, you know, and that's she always had like this a guilt over her because of her brother, and she kind of wants to make things right again, and that's that's how she ends up, you know within within our story you know and, and that she goes she goes through the motions of the story always in mind like the guilt of the brother and what what happened between her and her brother in the past and that's something like she always had to channel that you know when she was uh when she was playing the scenes
0: uh i was uh, i was going to ask if you knew if there was any sort of preparation uh, research or anything that uh the uh, any of your actors did because especially in the case of uh, Costa Waldo, who's playing a father who has lost his daughter he doesn't know what happened to her uh and everything uh did did he have to go into some research did he have to go down deep for that or uh was there some sort of direction that you had to give him or what what happened there
1: well i think well he of course he has daughters uh so i think he he, most of all he knows what it's like to be a father and Mm -hmm. um he, we, we, he and I talked about, of course, the, the alcohol, you know, like how much this guy is always drinking, but how much how much do you portray of him always being a drunk or is it really subtle? You know, is it some because you have a lot of people who drink are always on edge a little bit, but they're not like they're not they're not barging in everywhere and stumbling over the furniture or something like that, right? And so that was something that me, me, and him talked to and and, and talked to, talked about it and and see how how we saw it together, you know. So always like how many beer bottles are in the uh, are in the cabin, you know, all that stuff, little details, yeah.
0: You know, I am very glad that this gets discussed because mm-hmm. there are so many movies that have to portray alcoholism in the way that you just described, kind of in a you know hilarious way, because the how many beer bottles the stumbling over all of that i mean you uh, a lot of movies in the past 10 years or so if you ever see alcoholism uh they it's like a it's just overdoing it it's like the props right. department just decided to go out to a dumpster somewhere and find as many beer bottles as they could okay. and throw it into the, to the room and i didn't get that sense in this in this movie at all that that was in fact it was it, it, I thought it thought it was pretty subtle, and maybe maybe I just wasn't, uh, maybe I just didn't pay attention to a detail when he drops his bag in into that uh, that um, yeah. whatever it is, that storage whatever it yeah. is. Uh, when he drops that bag, I didn't realize that he had. Uh, uh, bottles of liquor in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so when it when it when it dropped and he was upset, I was like, "Oh, what was in there?" He must have had some sort of machine or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what he had in there. And uh then he, you know, he laments that uh, he doesn't have his alcohol anymore. But, um, but I'm glad that that gets discussed. It's right. just something. There's something about that to me. I'm like, is do, do people realize how much this looks, how how crazy this looks sometimes?
2: Well, and you made him you made him functioning, which I I think. I mean. I, I think a lot of, um, not I don't know most, but a lot of alcoholics you wouldn't even know they're alcoholics because they, you know, they 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 function fine. There's that one moment early on where he's supposed to be showing the kids around, um, at the all of a sudden I can't think of what that that's called, but the sanctuary, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the you know the teacher or whatever is just like, are are, are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, it's fine, like I'm good. <laughs> And I I think mean, little moments like that I think are are perfect you know to to you know that 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 builds the character so yeah. well so that was that, really cool.
1: That's another one of his qual- qualities as well you know he's a real he was really funny his comedic timing is really great so he has this great you know like ability to go from dangerous and dramatic to just like funny as well you know that's uh, You
2: just you never know who's going to be funny right cuz yeah. like like Channing Tatum in the 21 Jump yeah. Street movies, like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have watched like, you know, step up and been like, that guy's a comedian. Um, (laughs) Um,
0: Is there, is there anything else that you would like to uh, discuss on this movie? Any stories that you would like to share?
1: I mean, there's stories of course. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just want to thank the, 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 the great crew because I've been able to, you know, just because of Corona right now, the COVID, it's just like, it's, it's, it's weird for me to see this movie released, you know, it's, it's, and just wanna thanks to the people of Canada and the and the, the crew that was working on this movie as well, you know, because I've been I've I haven't been able to connect with them, of course, because of everything was happening now. I was supposed to shoot a movie this summer as well, but then everything got canceled. I just did a short film, actually, just uh, in a in a it, within a prison setting because it had like glass between, so it was the only only thing you can shoot here in Belgium because it's Corona proof oh.
0: glass. Huh. <laughs>
1: yeah It's uh, when
0: did when did you did you get this movie shot just before corona or was it well before that well
1: before like i shot this movie uh, about, well over a year ago
0: oh really okay wow yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I i did not realize uh the uh did did it have to i mean was anything was no, anything I, at all uh delayed by yeah. corona or was yeah, it just I mean, done the
1: worst thing i mean there's a lot worse things in the world, but the, I mean, for me, that and for for the producers, of course, the movie was supposed to play in Texas at the South by Southwest festival. Oh and yeah, yeah. So that was just a real bummer for us all, you know. But, but for yeah, any,
0: for sure, yeah. I mean, because that's a big that's a big boost for yeah. any movie to get into that, yeah. 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 Um, well, at least it's it's finally coming yeah, out exactly. now, and
1: I'm excited. I'm happy that it's out there, you know. So, uh, great.
2: Going yeah. Uh, Jonathan, anything else? I think. Well, I is. was just I mean, you were saying you were um, you had just shot a short film. Do you have I mean, it It sounds like some things are kind of getting back underway. Do you have uh, do you have anything currently lined up moving yeah, forward? Yeah. Do you want to talk about or
1: yeah, I was uh, I was going back to Belgium to shoot uh, a movie that I've been working on for 10 years. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's great. I, it was when they go to film school. When you go to film school in Belgium, they ask you what's the kind of movie you want to make when you when you when you have to do your uh, entry exam. And I said I want to do a movie about this revolutionary nightclub here in, in Antwerp, where I'm from, and I'm shooting hmm. that. Be right now. I'm. Go- I was gonna shoot a movie ten years uh, after I went into film school, or something like that. Or what is it? Yeah, something like that. So I'm gonna shoot that when everything's done with this uh, horrible virus. I'm gonna
0: start mm-hmm. that
1: movie. What is the
0: What is the nightclub called? Zillion. Zillion.
1: Like million, billion, and then zillion
0: yeah um what why is it legendary is it like a studio 54 type place
1: yeah exactly some it would the owner it's kind of like the social network meets casino you know it's just it's about the <laughs> computer nerd who had no fight, and but then, you know, computer the knowledge to create this revolutionary nightclub and it was just a really big thing but of course everything came crashing down
2: that i mean that that's that's sad that, that sounds like an amazing story though for yeah, a yeah. for a movie if you uh
1: friends of mine who shot Bad Boys for Life they uh they they even have the 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 nightclub uh in Bad Boys for Life is named Zillion as a reference to the to the- oh,
2: oh really cool Have yeah. seen that movie didn't know it at the time though so that that's interesting
0: Yeah uh well looking forward to that whenever all this uh you know uh, allows production again and everything uh that that should be fun I I always like I always like watching those you know, like behind the scenes type of movies yeah. where it's like some crazy stuff going on. And I like, I like the description of social network meets casino. Cause that, <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to thank Robin Pront. I hope really? I, did I get that right? Am I, uh you'll get it right (laughs) i met i got it i got it beforehand and then i messed it up so i'm sorry i am gonna say robin prompt because you said you were fine with that so really go ahead ahead. thank you so much for coming to talk to us we i always find it enlightening to talk to filmmakers about their movies and the process and everything and i'm very happy that you gave us some time today no problem uh, the silencing comes out on August fourteenth, and I believe that's VOD. And is there is there any like drive-ins or anything like that?
1: Uh, honestly, uh, uh, it it's well, it's it's in theaters as well. You know, we should. There's a whole schedule of when it's in theaters. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it'll be in theaters then. All right. Mm-hmm um but it uh, comes out august 14th and uh, we would like to thank uh, we'd like to thank robin Pront for showing up and talking to us that's going to do it for uh this interview it's chris atkins and jonathan Watkins. we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com